Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, today we're joined by Glenn's Vodka Premiership Manager of the Year. 21-22 and Foster Cole. Third time now. Hat trick ball. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Yeah. Get the cape you now. So <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> we'd be disappointed. I thought with the third time would have maybe been in his house. To do that, nah, nah, that, that ain't never, never happened. Happen that. Right. Even the fourth time. Yeah, like let you in How's how's life here? Breezing life, big man, you're breezing it. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but it, it's going alright. It's going alright. Um Second year, so I had a good break, which was good. I needed it. Um, Magaluf, you said you went with your pals. Huh? Magaluf, you went in the summer. Where did Ibiza? you go? No. <laughs> what? Where, Where did, did you go, go in the summer? summer? Do you really think I'd go to, to, to Ibiza? Pool party? <laughs> no, I'm not into pool parties. No, mate. I took my young family and uh, and we went to Greece. We spent most of the time in Greece, which was nice. I, ne- like I said I needed a break because we came straight from Japan and um, by the end of it, mate, I was I was pretty cooked. So I uh, needed some time away and, and I knew this off-season would be less hectic than the previous one. Still had some work to do, but um, managed to switch off and uh, got back in and, uh, yeah, it's been solid so far. You made a bit in Greece, Santa Maria? I moved around a bit. Uh, stayed in Athens. I was born in Athens, so I got you know some friends and that. So we stayed there and then we just kind of moved around the islands. Beautiful. Yeah, I don't believe it. Where was it? You went Blackpool, wasn't it? Blackpool with a family. Oh, we had a great Similar. Time. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing, raining every single day. <laughs> but see, I see just on that, um, when you're being hauled, I know you said you switched off there, but can you completely switch off? Or are you still uh, thinking yeah, about it? I, I, yeah, I, I can. Like, um, it, it, there's always work going on, so you kind of know that there's certain things you've got to still still be doing and be aware of, but I do take time just to spend time with the family because, I mean, <coughs> as we know, you know, like... <laughs> Family have no choice about my movements during the year, and I don't spend a lot of time. I said I two young boys, so and my wife, and you know, fair on her to give me the boys for a little bit to, to spend some time with them. And uh, so yeah, I can switch off. I mean, mate, you tell any you ask any of the boys after a couple of weeks, we want to get back into it anyway. That's yeah. enough for us. So um, so I had a good sort of three weeks spell, so it was good. Is your boys in uh, football? They, yeah, yeah, play Broomhill, mate. Do they come to uh, yeah, play yeah. Broomhill? <laughs> They do. The young ones? The young ones, yeah. I've got the academy. Yeah, yeah. Bokish have come to Master. Academy. Do they come to the games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your favourite player? Kyogo. Is it Kyogo? It has to be. Yeah, because he's come from Japan too. And so their first sort of introduction to the football was me at Yokohama. You know, they were really, they were babies when we went there. So, um, 
so the fact that he came from Japan, he was the first player to come. Uh, yeah, Kyogo. That ain't my Dyson too because they watched him play for Yokohama with us. Right. So. What possession? Uh, old enough to have a possession on nah, the pitch? Nah, too young, mate. What age is this one? Six and eight. He's trying to look like Kyogo with that hair. He's trying to hit old hair yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also thinks he looks like Matt O'Reilly, do you see? Nah, that's it. Don't listen to that nonsense. He's the one But what a great friend of yours, especially mine, is James Forrest. Uh, so we are, we are we are struggling for numbers just now. Obviously, him and James are good pals. James, you know, can we get him on loan for that? <laughs> nah, nah, James, nah, James. <laughs> too valuable. Legend, though, too valuable for us, mate. He's some man, isn't he? James Forrest, good boy. Yeah, great. Yeah, and um, you know, really important for me that you know guys like him, um, you know, he re-signed last year that he's still very much part of the club. He hasn't played a lot yet, but he'll he'll play. And um, you know, part of building a football team is not just. You know, it's about the people you've got within the building, you know. How do you build a culture? And to me, culture is just people, you know. You get good people in the building and you don't have to worry about things. And uh, he's a really good one, you know. He's had a great career here and he's still motivated to do well. So, um, yeah, really pleased to have him part of the group. Brilliant. Now, we are coaching part-time just now. I don't think a lot of people know this. You actually coach part-time. Was it your first job in Australia? Yeah, like, so So football in Australia up until probably your um, late 90s was, was probably even the highest level was sort of semi-pro. So we... Not all the boys, but most of the boys had jobs during the day and we trained in the evening. When I was playing at the highest level, I was part-time as well. We, we had, I was working in a bank and playing in a, and playing in the afternoon. And that's like while representing my country and everything. So yeah, Australian football was semi-pro for a very long time. And I was saying we only trained two nights a week, but you went in and tried to make a change and make it three nights a week. Yeah. So I mean, that was kind of one of my first jobs. I, I kind of retired young and. Dropped down a couple of levels just because I wanted to get my coaching career going and, and I had all these grand ideas and I, I took over a club and, and kind of said, look, we train twice a week. Let's, let's do three nights a week. Let's be on time. I, I wanted to set the highest standards possible. And after first night, I thought it went well. The, the president was really happy with me. The next morning, he calls me. He said, look, uh, eight of the boys have asked to leave. <laughs> They're just not interested. You know, they, they came here to be part time. You want to turn them into full time. And, uh, so that didn't go. I mean, I was struggling for a team, but. You know, I've always felt that, you know, if you, if you drop your standards or if you drop, and, and, and it's about understanding, obviously, that these guys work, but, you know, you, you've got to try and be the best you can be under the circumstances, right? So I didn't want to dilute that. I didn't want to go down a level in what I wanted to create. So it, it's not easy, but it's it's doable. Did your team struggle at first? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's part of it, you know, I mean, I remember, remember we last spoke, right? You won't remember, but I gave you one piece of advice, right? And I remember, don't change. Correct. This game will try and change you. As soon as you become, it'll try and change from the first day. What you believe in, who you are, your standards. It'll try and, sh- why? Cause, cause of the elusive gold of the victory, right? So everyone gets seduced by that. Now, the one thing in football you can't guarantee, you can be Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, you've seen it over the week. You can't guarantee victories. Doesn't matter how good you are. You can't. So you've got to hold on to something else. What else is you going to guarantee? For me, the only thing you can guarantee is the person you are. I can bring myself, my standards, my beliefs every week, and that's that's not never going to change. And then the results will take care of themselves. I want to give you a hug so much. Is there any advice you would give a, a, a coach that doesn't speak? Coach. <laughs> I can't talk. That, that's a hard one. You know? <laughs> he can't even give you a translator because you've got to say something. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, first time you asked me to speak, my mouth went all dry, didn't I? Uh, Couldn't get a word out, and since then I've kept that going, just yeah, not my mouth. It's hard, you know. Like I, I, I often, it's one of the hardest things is you got all these ideas. You might have great knowledge, you're great sort of talking to people one on one, but when you stand up in front mm-hmm. of a room full of people, it's 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 real difficult to get that 
sort of across without it, you know, you feeling sort of that everyone's looking at you, every word is important. So it takes a bit of practice, you know, so <laughs> it's not easy. See how you're quite standoffish now, as you said to us before, Andrew. Yeah. Were you like that at the start, or were you more vocal? Yeah, no, I was. I was much more involved at the start, you know, because like every young manager, you, you want to do everything, you want to be involved in everything. It's only as you get older, you kind of realise, you know, your responsibilities become bigger and broader, and so you've got to take a step back, give people some some autonomy to do stuff. So, but initially, yeah, I was, I was amongst it. I mean, I've always been able to keep a distance. Between the players and, and, and myself. Not, again, I always say that. That's because, just because of my nature as a person, right? So I wouldn't say that this is for everybody. But I felt it was easier then for me to, to make decisions, right? So I don't know if I, I might have told you the story before, but one of the first decisions I made was that when I took over as coach of, of my team, South Melbourne, um, the, you know, one of the best players at the time, but he was at the end of his career, he was a, one of my best mates, teammate for 10 years, one of my best mates, still my best mate today. First conversation I had to have was to tell him that he needs to retire and he wasn't ready to. So I've seen it across from a guy who's one of my best mates, still a mate today, and I had to tell him that. And I thought, I don't want to be doing this all the time. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get too close to people where I'm forced into maybe compromising how I do this. Mm -hmm. Whereas every other time I make a decision, it's clear. Now, he's still a best mate. At the time, he didn't talk to me for a good little time, but... You know, he said that, look, it was the best thing you did. You were honest, no problem. We get on with it. But I felt like there's so much emotion going into that. I go, I'm not, I don't want to be doing this every time I have to make a really, it's only the tough decisions, even good decisions about, you know, other people who I'm working with on a daily basis. And it's just too much. I tell me that. Listen, I think you need to retire. It didn't look like it was hard for you to do that. That was was the easiest thing I've done since I got the job, Ange. Just on yourself, a a thing that became famous was the the black jumper. (laughs) This season, it seems like you've went for a wee sort of green, green colour. Yeah, that's that's the the marketing department or the commercial (laughs) department. (laughs) Probably they were selling off the shelves last year, mate. Uh, Really good at Halloween and uh, and around Christmas time. yeah, no, I mean, it's, like I said, I don't put too much thought in it, but it, it's become a bit of a thing, so why not? I was watching you on the, I was at the game Sunday, I was watching on the side. I don't think you said a word the full, the full game. Yeah, I don't, I, I, mate, I, I don't like to. I don't like to sort of, I, I just think me watching the game, being calm, being as unemotional as I possibly can, you're still inside, you're still churning, you're still, you know, you're still following the game. Is that's the only way I can help the team. And and if you look at our team and the way we play, we want to get on with things. We don't want to sort of be there stopping a game or, or arguing with oppositions or referees. And it, and if they see me carrying on on the sideline, mm-hmm. I think that just reflects on the way. But I've always been like that. I just, you know, I, I, again, I, I might be repeating myself because I keep saying the same things. But it's like when I go to the cinema, I hate if somebody's talking, mate. I, I don't know what's going on. So don't talk to me at the game. Yeah. You know, I'm watching. You know, yeah. I've got to make decisions here. Because it is, it's not even That's the fourth official or, or the you never got on the fourth official, nothing. No, again, why? You know, what's the point? If I'm telling the fourth official, it means I might be missing something, something important that's happening. And, and really, is it going to change anything, mate? I, I just, I've never been into it. Um, I've always tried to, you know, there are times I'll, I'll, I'll get, you know, pretty emotional myself, but for the most part, I just try and watch the game and see if I can help the team. And now you're here growing up, Harry Kuehl. <laughs> Harry Kuehl. What a player he was, eh? What a player. What a player. What a player, yeah. So did you, did you work with him in the past, Dan? No. No, no, no. But, I mean, I, you know, I kind of keep tabs on on different and coaches, young coaches in particular. I mean, I've always been big on, because, I mean, it happened to me. There was a period in my career where, you know, I couldn't get an opportunity and I thought, mate, it's just not right. I knew what, I believed in myself, so I thought, 
why doesn't somebody give me an opportunity? And it was just a bit of luck and a bit of circumstance that I got an opportunity to coach again. And, you know, since then my career's gone off. And I thought, you know what, there could be other people like me out there. So I'm always scanning to see, you know, I follow as many young managers as possible, see how they're going. And it's not about having them having success. It's, you know, Harry, if you look at him, he's, he's really wanted a crack at having a, a career and he's done some really tough gigs, you know, three or four times, hasn't worked out for him. And I've, you know, watching him from afar and talking to people, they said, look, he's got plenty of energy, great enthusiasm, great knowledge, uh, you know, just needs to be in a good environment. So I thought, you know what, bring him in here. He'll add what he's got because he has played at the highest level, mm-hmm. won a Champions League. But also then he can develop working alongside some good coaches here, being in a good environment. So did you need to meet him on a personal level first or was it just on no, people's really, opinion? No, just mainly people's opinion. Do I mean, trust? I could chat to him on, on the phone and, and um, you know, I... I I guess I, I I think I've got a pretty good gut instinct with people. I, I can sort of tell straight away sort of whether they'll fit or not. And, you know, like I said, it, it's just a bad opportunity, mate. You open a door, they walk through. If it doesn't work out, I'll kick them back out. They're the same door yeah. they came in. But, you know, if they take it the right way, then they develop and hopefully they go on and, and have a great career. Mm. It must be amazing that as a, as a young winger, they'll get in a pull at Harry Kilty. Eh? Coaches, you know coach, uh-huh. Yeah, incredible. absolutely. Yeah. But does that, still go, does that still go a long way with players? Coaches so. playing career. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think for the most part. I mean, depending on on the level they've done. But see, I think with some of but then it's about how you project that, oh, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I was coached by Ferenc Pushkas, one of the greatest footballers of all time, and the guy was so humble, right? He just he'd won World Cup, played in World Cup finals, Champions League, won, um, done everything in the game, one of the world's greatest players, and. I used to pester him about stories and that, and he would always go, oh, you know, it wasn't that big deal. And I really, just by him being that humble, mm-hmm. mate, oh, we'd run through brick walls for the guy, you know. So it's not just about your playing career, it's how you project that to other people. Was know? he a good coach? He was, he was okay. He wasn't great, he wasn't great tactically, but he just loved attacking football. So he used to play with two wingers, mate, and he would tell the wingers, don't come back past the halfway line, yeah. just stay up there, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and amazing. mate, I was a fullback. I hated it because they, they <laughs> did, absolute there were about 10 of them running at me. I'm going, any chance of some, some help? Here he goes, listen. And the, the boss used to say to me, he goes, people aren't here to see you. They're here to hear you. Just get the ball, give it to him, and off we go. So, so yeah. I'm going completely off to you. Just something that you said about you were out of coaching for a bit. Why was that? Because uh, I, I kind of – I started at South Melbourne and, and my sort of – I had three – Four years there, we won a couple of championships. Then I got the gig as national team boss for the under-20s, under-17s. Did that for seven years and had some success early on, but the last two sort of, we didn't qualify for the last World Cups and I lost my job. And then, uh, you know, if you jump on YouTube, it's probably the first thing that comes up. I did a famous interview with someone that didn't go well and uh, and I was almost unemployable at the time. People just thought, yeah, he's... What, in one interview, mate. you were unemployable? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Right? So in Australia anyway, because I mean, that's, that was the market then and uh, just... I was, I'd, I'd even applied for a couple of assistant coaches roles and didn't get them. And, um, I kind of thought, well, I was ready to go overseas. And like I said, just pure dumb, bizarre luck. Uh, an opportunity came up. Somebody in the game said, look, give him a crack. And that's when I got the Brisbane job and sort of kicked off from there. So what were you doing for the two years? I'm mainly on TV. I was doing a bit of punditry and just mate coaching kids and just doing whatever I could to, to make a living. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I watched that interview. It was shocking for the guy Fozzie. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was brutal. They hung you to dry a wee bit, didn't they? Yeah, they did because I kind of knew at the time that I was leaving the role anyway. Yeah. You know, he's, he he wanted me to sort of say that on air that I'm resigning and I'll take responsibility. And look, I mean, you know, that's, that's their job. They, they kind of want to build it up. But 
the problem with that was that that's how people sort of looked at me after that, you know. That, you know um, there was one job I actually got and then the, the owner saw the – he hadn't seen the interview, he just saw the interview and they pulled out and they said, no, nah, we can't have this guy as manager of the football club. Wow. So, yeah. Was that a top team manager? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that? Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> uh, right, last interview. You mentioned whiskey and now your house is full of whiskey. Yeah, no, it was um, – it's one of those things, I just to be careful what I say. I did say I like a, a job, and I do, to be fair, but it's just like every person I see has pretty much got a, a whiskey clanging around in their car that they're waiting to meet me and just say, here's your whiskey by land. So so if you have my cupboards, they're just full of either Lego figures that my boys have built and just whiskey bottles up the back. So um, no chance I'll drink them all, but I do enjoy a, a nice glass. Has it been nice for them? I guess a bottle. I love a couple of wee bottles, eh? Uh-huh. We need to. Yeah. We need to go up for a drink, didn't we? <laughs> well, so if you could, obviously this works. So anything that you want, you say you're interested and you're going to get loads. Is there anything you want to? No, 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 no. People are very generous and kind, mate. That, that's that's fine. What is it everyone sends you? Can <laughs> 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 I say that one here? Yeah? <laughs> that should be been in a uh, Glasgow year now. How, how's the family finding it? Are they yeah, it? really good. They've, they've settled in well. Like I said, they've got two young ones um, who go to school and love their school. And and my wife, yeah, she, you know, she's, um, she's adjusted really well here, made friends. It was tough. Like, when you go to, say, a country like Japan, great country, great for the kids uh, growing up and, and really safe and people are so friendly. But because of the language barrier, hard to make friends. Like, for me, yeah. it's easy, right? So... Wherever I go, I'm working. I have connections. I do something. But for your family, it's hard. You know, yeah. my wife has got to make friends. How do you make friends? So being here and, and knowing the language and everything, she's uh, yeah, they've all settled in really well, mate. You, you lot are really friendly people, mate. I mean, they're... one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The, the amount of homes I've been invited to for dinner that um, people have <laughs> literally, doing that? literally just met. Yeah, come have on. Have you ever taken on that? I know your mum needs to stop doing that. She's time. always up there. I always want But yeah. I know you like uh, West End. Have you got, uh, just, I'm not going to say where you eat. I've yeah. seen you in there a couple yeah, of times. Have you got yeah. a favourite? What's your go to dish at an Italian restaurant? Um, yeah, I don't mind a sort of chicken parmigiana, chicken. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit partial to that and, and any kind of pasta. There's some great eateries, to be fair. Yeah, right, where we are, yeah. Uh-huh, so, um, what is it when you always go to Greg's? You like Greg's, that, don't you? Have you tried a Greg's? It's unbelievable, mate. <laughs> Isn't it? The steak bake for 70p. 
Yeah. We'll bring a few steak yeah, books up. to make a reservation. Or <laughs> just roll up. You'll get your table and great. <laughs> I want to ask you about the first game of the season as well. No, nothing to do with the football, but the atmosphere before that game was unbelievable, yeah, wasn't it? it? All was the singing and yeah, yeah, it was great. Like even from when we got to the stadium, and um, you know, even even Harry mentioned it actually that you know he's obviously been involved in big games. We just said you know just that whole thing of walking up um, the drive there and, and the fans outside, and then you know the the singing of your Labour Walk lines before kick off. It was uh, it was special, yeah, for yeah. sure. See, but as a manager, though, it's crazy because people talk about tactics, talk about man management, but you've, all, you've almost brought a connection with the supporters, mm. which has helped the team play. How important is that, for the, especially for <coughs> Look, this club? I thought it was important. It was important for me because I kind of knew that if I was going to make this work, we're going to have a bumpy start. I didn't know how long that would last for. <coughs> I knew it wouldn't, couldn't last too long because I wouldn't be around. So I needed fan buy-in. So for me... You know, looking at the history of this football club and, you know, they've always, it's not just about winning for them. They, they, they want to see their team play in a certain way, a certain style of football. So I thought, you know, right from the start, if I can sell them that hope a little bit of, even if the results aren't there, that, you know, right, we're going to try and play some football here that's going to excite the supporters. And I think they saw that straight away, even though we're not, we weren't winning games. And, and I think that helped the connection because then the players, I think, got confidence from that, yeah. that the, the, the supporters will, will be behind them. And, so it was crucial for me. I think maybe it would be different if I was a kind of, you know, manager who was well known. It maybe wasn't as important because you get that immediate buy in anyway. But with me, I think I, I had to earn that sort of trust from the supporters. And, um, to be fair, they've been brilliant with me from, from day one. Mm. Uh, obviously, yeah, recruitment in the summer was getting guys that had already been here, Jot and Carter Vickers. I've been to two games this year. They look like they've taken their game at another yeah. level again, didn't they? Yeah, it's funny because people said, oh, you know, have you really strengthened your first 11? Oh, oh, I think oh, you have, you know yeah. what I mean? Because we didn't, you know, I didn't want to sort of bring them permanently because they'd played last well last year. I want to bring them permanently because I reckon their best football's ahead of them, mm-hmm. you know. Like even if we didn't have them last year and they were on the market and I saw them, I'd say, mate, these two guys I want in because I could tell. But for us, it was a no-brainer because not only are they great players, but we know what they're like as characters. They fit in brilliantly. They're great guys train hard every day um, and definitely their best is ahead of them. So um, for me, that was really the key part of sort of our transfer. And I knew that would be a, a pretty big investment for us, so we weren't going to spend a lot of money outside of that. Um, but they were key to me sort of this summer, you know, to get them back on board. And and to be fair to both boys, they they, they didn't look at other options. This is where they wanted to be, which kind of made it easier. You've been a winger, Jotters. Could he go to the top level, Jotter, eventually? I know this is a big level, but... It seems if he has to his game, though, at the next level. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, they all can, you know. I mean, that's... Who's to say? You know, I keep telling them every day, you know, you, you can you can go around life, you know, working on other people's labels and, and being limited in, in where you think you can go. You can just not think about that stuff and just try to be the best you can be and see where it takes you, you know. So, you know, whether it's Jotter, Camera, or, or some of the other boys in here, there's no reason why they can't make the top level. Um, and if you don't, let it not be because you stop because somebody else said, well, you'll never get there. See, with the recruitment, especially this season, do you need to look at it slightly different because you're in the Champions League? So maybe a different quality type, uh, sorry, a different type of player or higher quality? Um, or No, not really. I think for me this year, what was important, apart from obviously getting Jota and Cam in, was just getting a stronger squad. I reckon... You know, I've said a few times, I think we, we, we kind of rode our luck a little bit last year. We were on fumes at times, um, 
pre-Christmas where you literally had you know, 13, 14 players for some games and, and you go, you don't want to be doing that again, no. uh, especially with Champions League. So it was about making the squad stronger. So it was about can I bring in guys in the gaps we had. We had some gaps, sort of left back, centre back, you know, um, midfield. I felt there was some, some gaps there that we needed to fill. So um, it was about filling those gaps to make us a, a stronger unit. In terms of Champions League, I, my belief is that we – I want us to be a, a Champions League football club. What does that mean? That means that you qualify every year and every year you get a little bit stronger so that one day you could, further down the line, probably well after I'm gone, you can challenge. You can only do that in increments. You can't go from here to here in, in one transfer window for a club our size. So what I'm trying to do is build a Champions League club and every year just get a little mm-hmm. bit stronger. And the idea is that, you know, this year we get, we're in the Champions League. Let's have a real crack at it. You know, let's have a real go at it, see where we're at, qualify again next year and get a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And I think when you do that, the players who you bring in match that level. I know, I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You're going to play the exact same way regardless of who you get in the Champions League. Yeah, you have to, mate. Yeah. And, 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 but that doesn't mean like we're going to, you know, be open and just let teams score against us. I mean, the nature of the opposition changes some of the things you do anyway, right? Because obviously when we're going to be playing against some of the top sides, they're going to have a crack at us. They'll, you know, they'll play out from the back. We've got to press, you know, they're going to press us. You know, that may mean that we change a little bit in the way we, we play out from the back, but the intent of the kind of team we want to be is going to be the same. You know, we want to try and dominate the ball. We want to try and play the game in the opposition half. We want to try and put pressure on the opposition. We want to make them feel uncomfortable. How do you make it? How do you make a team that dominates every week uncomfortable? Well, the only way you're not going to make them uncomfortable is to let them do what they do every week. Mm. So my job and our job is to to go out there and see if we can upset a few of these teams. You know? Did you play four three three right at the start? Your manager? Yeah, pretty much. I, I really liked the idea. I mean, there's been different variations. So it wasn't always inverted fullback. Sometimes it was. But I've always, yeah, but I've always liked wingers. I've, I've always felt that if you really want to be an aggressive attacking team, you need to have wingers in your because that's where I think that's the most vulnerable point in any opposition, right? So because that's the area you can really isolate one on ones if you go good one on ones play. So because I start always with wanting wingers, invariably it's fallen into a four three three. Now sometimes that's been two holders and one ten. Hmm. Now it's sort of one holder, two ten, two eights and ten. So it's been variations, but for the most part it's been four three three. Right. What I've noticed, and see if you are maybe one 0 down, two 0 down. Would you ever go to with two up front? I, it depends again on the personnel. Um, so Ross County, did you yeah, Ross County, yeah, yeah, we, 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 we were one each, and I, I put Jacko on with. And and again, that's that's just what you're looking to do is disrupt the opposition, right? Disrupt the flow of a game. So, yeah, people again talk about, oh, you know, he's an Ange type player, he plays system. But if you look at, say, you look at our four wingers at the moment, you have got James Forrest, Lee Alabada, Daisy Maeda, Jota. They're all different wingers, mm-hmm. right? We look at our two strikers, Jack Marcus and uh, Kyogo, different. Look at our midfields. The reason I do that is because we'll play 4-3-3, but I can put different players in that 4-3-3 and it'll look totally different. Yeah. So yeah. that in a game, so yeah, we could go with two up front for sure and, and that'll disrupt the opposition or we could play with two different types of wingers and that changes a little bit our, our play. Sometimes I'll start with Jota left, Days and right, it might flip them over. All those kind of things, even our centre-backs, they're not all the same. They've got different attributes. So when people, our full-backs are all different attributes. So when people talk about the kind of player, for me what's important is they understand the system we play, they understand the intent, and they bring their own qualities into it. So that if a team's trying to stop us or, or 
maybe during a game we get stuck, I'll change wingers and I'll change our game, even though it's still 4-3-3, three, three, just by putting on a different winger. What would you do with a winger that keeps tipping over the ball? Kicks a gun every time he shoots. Yeah, no, that's, that's a difficult one. Take him straight yeah, off, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> again. And you know I want to ask you, see when you, were a, when you were a boy and you and your dad watched football, did you watch the European Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How special is that going to be now that you're new manager? Yeah, it's and did you have a favourite European team as well, sorry? Yeah, so... Don't take my question. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, so... so my dad, my dad's kind of was Real Madrid. He, he, he loved sort of Real Madrid, and and I followed sort of because we were, we were, we just had English football. I followed Liverpool through the seventies, so when they were winning sort of European Cups, at Kenny Dalglish. Um, um, so that was kind of the teams I we followed from from afar. Yeah. Again, attacking teams, two yeah, attacking teams at that time. Yeah. I mean, there was that was the influence. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I know I speak about my dad a lot, but it, it's just I think as you get older, I just things come back to me and I because you question why do I why am I like this you know you kind of you may question it yourself why 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 are you like you are uh, and, I'm not uh, telling you what his dad does for a job <laughs> then you'd fully understand <laughs> but so you know but I just remember conversations I'd have with him and and he, you know the teams he'd make me watch and the players that get him excited and I go that's obviously had a massive influence on me you know even though it, maybe at the time it didn't register was he a good player your dad Never he was alright he was okay yeah like he he wanted to be a footballer but he only he played in Greece sort of amateur level but um, he, he just he loved he was really passionate about the game so he loved talking about the game for me the favourite bits were not the game after the game there'd be you know seven or eight old blokes sitting around and they'd be just smashing everybody, you know, the yeah, referee, the players. And I'd just sit there and I, I remember I used to sit there as a sort of six, seven-year-old and he used to tell me, go outside and have a kick. And I just, I wouldn't leave his side. I'd sit there, just listen to these old blokes just dissecting everything. Slaughtering people. Oh, well, it. if you like that, you should watch your podcast every Monday because that's what <laughs> I mean, we do. Yeah, every single every week with me. <laughs> that's unbelievable though. All the nights watching football and a few weeks away if you actually manage it at Champions League, what a yeah. feeling that will so be. So this will be your first Champions League yeah, as yeah, a manager? First, yeah, first Champions you get emotional? League. I, I, not emotional, but I, I, I understand the significance of it. Yeah. I get, I, I'll tell you what, I get emotional when I think about, you know, the, all the people who, who kind of are closest to me and been along the journey and, yeah. and you kind of go, you know, they're, they're experiencing this alongside me now. That's when you get sort of emotional, you know? You see, if you think the atmosphere's been good, see the Champions League. Yeah, exactly. it's, oh my God. Yeah. Well, we, are part, we were actually part of the Champions League squad, so if you want to know what the atmosphere is. I played, I was on the bench against Benfica. And the manager actually said I was going on. No, but did you get on? No, 91 minutes. Right, so who cares? Martin Neil Lennon said, Slaney, you're going on. But then his assistant went and whispered in his ear. And then he went, go and sit back down. So then he got on. Oh. Don't know what it was, didn't he? That's why Neil Lennon's the top manager, isn't it? <laughs> 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 so obviously with the Champions League, how do you... Having you, said that, don't oh, dismiss it, mate. You, you, that's something you've that done great. that... that know. You know what? There'll be little kids out there who... That's their dreams, mate. You... you don't dismiss it. I mean, no, no, it's unbelievable. Make, you, you may have a joke about it. I understand that. But, like, that's rarefied air for a lot of people. And, and there'll be a lot of people who go, mate, don't dismiss it. You know, no, you're living course. the dream. Well, we grew up... Man. No, I don't mean, man. <laughs> we grew up watching... Hopefully Champions. that helps you talk in front of people now. I'm just going to keep <laughs> saying that. Champions League, every day. <laughs> no, but we grew up, obviously, watching Champions League yeah. at Parkhead and then, obviously, being on the bench. It's amazing going. But, listen, we'll not hear about me. I don't want to talk about me anymore. So, would it be Liverpool and Real Madrid? Would you, would you like... Oh, would you like the bigger the better, though, I'm asking? Look, that's why you're in the competition. Yeah. Yeah? I mean, people kind of go, oh, you know... You don't want the big guns, but you're going, well, they're all big guns. And, and why would you want to be in a competition like, and not want to face one of the, the best? You know, how many other times in your, in your career will you get that, um, you know, challenge in front of you? So, um, whoever it is, I'm looking forward to it. 
No, can I just ask you, man, how do you prepare the players for Champions League? Do you need to do anything different? <clears throat> no, nah, not, not really. I mean, like, once we know the teams, and obviously we'll, we'll do our research and, and, and help the guys through. But we've kind of been building up towards it anyway. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> with the way we're playing and, and the way we're, we're training is, is to get them prepared for, you know, what we know is going to be another level of football. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've, we've almost done like an eight-week pre-season, you know. We, our, our training, the last sort of, the first, even though the season's already started, has been unbelievable. Like the, the, the amount of work that guys are putting in on a daily basis for a game of football has been extraordinary. But that's to hopefully get us ready for what's what's ahead. Have you changed how you train from when you first came in? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we we kind of knew we had this unique spot where we're just going to have one game a week for the first four weeks. So why not use that so as as a way? And because the squad is really strong at the moment, um, knock on wood, we've got no injuries. Levels of training are unbelievable. Yeah, we've got two players competing for every position. So every training session, you can imagine, everyone wants to be at their best. So they're working really hard, and I think it's affected maybe our performances on the weekend. I could be wrong. We haven't been as sharp in our four, you know four games so far because I think we're just trying to top them up at training because we know that the thing about Champions League football is it's not just, you know, the level of competition. Physically, it's going to be another level. Emotionally, it's going to be another level. So we want to get the players prepared for that. See, on that, uh, you've said about two players for every position. How hard is it to keep somebody like Jackie Marcus happy when he scored so many goals last year and he's maybe no started the first four years? Yeah, yeah, look, I... It depends. That wasn't even on the sheet. <laughs> I just can't can't that, uh, good, it? that was really good. Yeah, uh, really I'll just good. get to ask that. <laughs> um, look, it, it, it depends on what your definition of happy is. Right? And I've said, I, I'm not interested in keeping people happy, right? Because I think all these people, all these players, me included, we're living the dream. So yeah. if we're not happy, there's something wrong with us. Now, everyone wants to play. I get that. And definitely, um, you know, I don't want them sort of saying that, oh, well, I'm content not to be playing. So, you know, th- there's got to be a bit of an edge about them to say, well, look, I want to get in that starting line. But to be fair, I think they all understand what's ahead. Um, we're going to have, you know, 55, 60 games this year. No one's going to play 55, 60 games. But if I can get 35, 40 games out of the majority of them at the highest possible level, they'll get enough out of it to be satisfied. And, and like I said, it just keeps everyone on edge, you know. that's nothing... Nothing is going to be taken for granted, you know. Um, you know, while I'm here in, at this football club, you know, no one's guaranteed anything. So the players still chat managers' doors and yeah, you still get yeah. Are yeah, you that type of player? No, no, never. No, no, I, I, I kind of, I was, I, I always thought that it's never going to make a real difference. You know, there's a reason I'm not playing, or there's a reason you know that this hasn't gone my way, and I can only fix what I do. I mean, I. I've yet to see a player who walks into a manager and says, you know what, I think I deserve to be playing and the manager turns around, yeah, you're right, yeah. I'm going to change my mind. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't stop players from coming in, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. You hide under the desk when somebody chats about it. Yeah, I usually hide under my Straight desk. under yeah. the desk, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be made deals with it. Uh, obviously, start of the season, and four wins before, which is brilliant, but it looks like you're going to get the manager of the month again. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to be back up. Yeah. You're going to start incentivising this for me, mate. It's, you need to get a restraining order against us, big man. You'll be in a cage next but time, haven't you? He said we can come up and watch Training Zone next time. I, I believe it's, but not, not as a media, guy. media personalities as, as football managers. No, and, uh, and, and, and to be fair, don't give this up yet. Yeah, I'm sure you're managing. <laughs> Even your football bits up next week. Oh, football bits will be on suit. Suit, we will, as soon as they time. watch it. More 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 